0: and crew call presented by hercules tires and grunt style apparel we're currently tying up phone lines and burning through cell minutes to get you closer to the guys on top of the boxes and over the wall down on pit road thank you for holding you are now being connected to your hosts sammy joe francis and rocco williams
1: it's a PSA for Nerf gun yeah. awareness. Yeah. Welcome to MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and Grunt Style Apparel. I will be your hostess with the mostest. With
2: the mostest. I'm Sammy Joe Francis. And I'm Rocco Williams.
1: And we have two guests in the studio. We thought we'd double the trouble today. Yes,
2: as usual, we're here with the pit crew coaches from Roush Fenway Racing, Brad Robinson. Hey. Robinson. I'm sorry, Brad Robinson. Did I say that right? We just right. had
1: this discussion off camera. <laughs> and Robinson. Scott Bowen.
2: And Scott Bowen from yes. Roch Racing. Slow clap. Boom. So glad to have you all in studio for us today. Appreciate good it. Today, you. guys. I thought so you
1: cool. were going to say slow clap, which slow would clap. also, yeah. you know.
2: Whatever. It's good. All right. Well, <laughs> it's
1: an exciting time in racing because yes, it's it playoffs. Is.
2: Yes, it is. What are
1: we thinking? Talladega just happened.
2: Yes, Talladega.
1: What is everybody's review of Talladega?
2: Well, I'll start off first with the review. I mean, typically when you go to Talladega, you expect a certain type of racing, as you guys can attest, super speedway racing, as it relates to pit crew, slower stops, ill-functioning Ill setups. When I say that, I mean it's like the car is not conducive to fast pit stops, because I don't like to say this, but pit stops don't really matter, but they do. You know, they don't matter until you really mess up and you lose the draft. But it's a race where I, when I was pitting the car, I don't know if this is the same mentality, but I would look at this as almost a week off, especially when you go in there knowing that the front tire might not drop out. You're double pumping right and left Why sides. Why is that? Well, being that the car is so aerodynamically dependent, you want mm-hmm. the best setup to maximize that, that um, the aerodynamics of that racetrack. You're going so fast. So you want it built like a missile almost where... You want it sunken over the tires. You, it's just not, it's not conducive to doing fast pit stops. You know,
1: it's not. It's not the usual.
3: Absolutely, I think it's a different mindset that the mm-hmm. crews have to go into the race. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not so much speed as it is, from our standpoint, is going and being clean, yep. efficient, no penalties, and get the adjustments in the race car that the crew chief calls for.
1: <laughs> How difficult is that to go from the mindset of going, go, go, go? We got to get the quickest. To all right slow and steady
4: uh it's just it's, it's a different mindset like Rocco said it's almost a day off <laughs> from a pit crew standpoint mm-hmm. um physically but not mentally mentally you still have to be sharp to make sure that you're not making any mistakes um you know how do you it,
1: slow it down I just you know I feel like if you're in <laughs> the heat of the moment it's hard to go okay let me just
4: well it's just it's all about making no mistakes I mean yep. you really can't gain or gain any spots on pit road. And even if you do, as soon as they get back out on the track, mm-hmm. I mean, they can gain or lose them so quickly. So it's all about <laughs> no penalties, uh, making sure the car is full, making sure whatever adjustments are needed uh, gets done as a pit crew. So
1: is this a least favorite or a favorite?
4: Uh, I mean, track? if you win the race, it's it's your favorite. Uh, <laughs> if you don't do well, then but, but from a pit crew standpoint, and even from a driver's standpoint, I think it's all about perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a long race. There are always long races, both yeah. at Talladega and Daytona being very similar it's all about persevering through you mm-hmm. know all the adjustments and uh you know and, and you know you'll do well if, at certain points of the race and you won't be doing so well at certain points of the race but it's all about um you know doing the best you can to mm-hmm. put yourself in position Marathon, at the end of the race not a sprint to, to, to give yourself a chance to win yeah.
2: this is coming from brad not only are you is he a pit coach at ross finna racing yeah. he's also an over wall performer as well he is the Jackman man oh on the,
1: i believe the... i drew some artwork <laughs> <on> <laughs> yes you did Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, I couldn't draw Jack, okay? It's just a little too hard. So I drew a bottle with Jack yeah. on it. And so, then you, kind of. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I
4: appreciate it. Yeah, I was there. Um, we were working in the trenches just like all the other pit crew guys. So, mm-hmm. um, and, and just like I said, we we went through some ups and downs throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But our goal is just to, no matter what, still be there at the in end. In which car are you talking about? The 17, I'm in, sorry. In the, the 17. 17
2: um, which they finished third. And they had, to, they had a lot of adversity. I was, I was watching the race, and... They started I mean there's about two or three times they drove sub 20 I mean from 30th all the way up and that just shows you how quick quickly you can go from the, the back to the front mm-hmm. at a place like Talladega so y'all fought through a lot of adversity sure. y'all made a ton of adjustments but sure. it had to be pretty refreshing to see like at the end of the race, hey, we finished third place, you know, right? Yeah, I mean, I've
4: been doing this a long time. we It was probably one of the races I worked the hardest on, on pit so? road. How so? What do you mean? Uh, well, I, if you were paying attention to the race, we did a lot of adjustments. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ricky wasn't wasn't happy at times, so we tried our best to, to you know get him in something that was comfortable for mm-hmm. him. Um, but at the end, it all paid off, like you said. We finished yep. third, so it was all worth it at the end.
1: Well, this entire show is going to be worth it if you stay tuned. Mm -hmm. We'll be back with more MRN Crew Call right after this.
5: Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules tires will get you there. Whether you're running on dirt or running a job. Our dependable, high-quality tires are the perfect fit for your needs. Front match value, selection, and warranty with industry-leading road hazard protection. There's only one choice, Hercules Tires. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com or call 800-677-9535. Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Grunt style. The American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward. Never retreating. Never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this we'll defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com. The roar of motorcycles takes over Daytona International Speedway October 18th through the 21st with the return of Biketoberfest. Racing action features top riders from CCS and Azra as they take on Daytona's challenging 3.51-mile road course. Stroll through the area's largest motorcycle marketplace and enjoy Saturday's hot leathers, fashion show, and bikini contest in Harley-Davidson Thunder Alley. Marketplace admission and parking are free. For race tickets, call one 800 Shop or visit DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com.
0: Listening to our program. If you like what you hear, tell your friends. If you don't, tell them we're Wings Nation. You're being transferred back to Sammy Joe and
1: Rocco. Welcome back to MRN Crew Call. I'm Sammy Joe Francis.
2: And I'm Rocco Williams.
1: We are joined by Scott Bowen and Brad Robinson. See?
2: Yeah, that was good. It's that a was learning good. curve. It's a I, can't, I can't do it. Just Robinson, like Robinson. Okay, so
1: I was told to draw a <laughs> cat in the hat.
2: Oh, yeah, I was.
1: Why did I draw a cat in the hat?
2: I thought I drew it. I oh, no, no, no. Credit. We'll give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, representing the cat in the hat himself, Mr. Jack Roush, that was a nickname. I don't really... Oh, yeah. Do you know a little bit about that nickname and where it came from?
3: I don't know where it came from. Maybe it's the hat he always wears. I've been around since about 1992,
2: and that's <laughs> that's been the nickname.
1: Well, my cat face does not represent him, then. <laughs> I just drew, drew something really quick, but the hat. That's
2: you did good girl. It's
1: uh, Dr. Seuss approved.
2: See, you did really Seuss. good. You did really good.
1: Yes. Okay. So
2: really well, I should say,
1: let's get back yes. because we were talking with Brad before mm-hmm. about being in the trenches with the guys that kind sure. of makes you a different kind of coach because you're more of a player's coach. How does that help you relate to the guys on a weekly basis?
4: So uh, as far as the guys on my crew, on the 17 crew, uh, I like to keep the coaching part of what I do separate, because when you're with the guys, mm-hmm. and as you know, when when you're with the guys, you just want to be one of the guys. You want to be treated right. as such. So I keep that separate, especially at the racetrack. Um, but during you don't the bring
0: w- your pedestal
1: there.
4: No, but during the week <laughs> I do I do act as a pit crew coach, mostly for our development teams, which is mostly okay. like. In the Arca and truck levels, mm-hmm. um, okay. some Xfinity, but um, as far as Cup, the Cup teams at, at Roush Fenway, uh, I don't do much coaching because I'm one of the guys. So, right. So totally. that's how I help keep it separate.
1: How do you, how do you transition that to give back to those developmental teams to go? All right, look, this is what I'm doing at a at a Cup level. Sure. How does that help you as a coach? Give that edge that other coaches may not have.
4: Uh, it really just helps me keep things in perspective because constantly from a development level, I'm constantly uh, re-emphasizing to, to the players about you know, fundamentals uh, mm-hmm. and, and taking your time and breaking things down. Uh, also, while I'm talking about that stuff, I'm almost, I'm almost talking to myself mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So it's a constant reminder as to how important fundamentals are mm-hmm. um, and the appreciation that you need to have being a pit crew guy because it's a dangerous job. You know, you yeah. al- always got to be yeah. thinking about safety. So we constantly talk about safety, um, sense of awareness and, and fundamentals.
2: So. Let me add on that. It also validates what he's trying to coach to the younger to the younger um, athletes. When they see that the person that's teaching them is actually the person that is actually doing and showing and prove what is being said. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it validates everything that you're trying to coach and I think athletes respond to that Especially younger ones, they're more malleable and they're they're more impressionable, so they respond to that show-and-prove type of um, of coaching a lot better. And it's an advantage that an organization has, you know. Sure. So how
1: do you guys work together? Strong. So how do you guys yeah. coexist? Well, I
2: think
3: what you're saying, we really work together a lot from standpoint. Certainly mm-hmm. myself, uh, Cameron Cobb is our Jackman coach. We mm-hmm. have another player coach and Kel mm-hmm. Upoff, who is a front tire changer mm-hmm. as well. Those guys, uh, what it takes for these guys, uh, uh, the player coaches, is high character. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. ultimately they're training their p- replacements. At yeah. some point in their career, so they're high Uh-oh, character. Oh, did you guys. know
4: that? <laughs> <laughs> it's inevitable. You're hearing it right now. This is official. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but they are. They are. Or at least they're training guys to go on, out into the sport and, uh, and compete have produ- against them. Yeah, and have productive careers. So yeah. you know what's
2: unique about that? Scott himself carried tires as well.
3: I did uh, two, or three State years State ago. Graduate. I
2: wish. <laughs> 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 NC State graduate, yes. and then talked about talked hey, to us about that, your that's career.
1: That yeah.
3: Career-wise, I graduated cool in that. 1993. <laughs> in 1992 and 1993 seasons, I went to the racetrack as support for mm-hmm. the 16 Wally Dallenbach Jr. <laughs> with Roush. Okay. Got out of college, had a business management degree, administered 401k plans for about five years in a cube. That sounds like fun. cube life. Yeah. So reached back out to some of those contacts and been racing ever since. I guess about 1997. This is my 21st full year. You've been at Roush a long time as well. I've been at Roush uh, 15, <laughs> years. 15, 15 years. 15
1: years. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. What is your favorite part about being a coach?
3: Uh, dealing with people, mm-hmm. the guys, and, and having the influence over the younger generation to uh, bring them forward and hopefully and and the Scott does, does a more. very
4: good job, you know, overseeing too, like you said. I mean, he's basically managing us player coaches um, and, and we actually act as our own team you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah everybody says we're picker coaches but we're our own separate team as well because right. we, we sit in all meetings and we're constantly evaluating mm-hmm. not only the pickers but ourselves how we can make things better more efficient
1: yeah do you ever go to him if you have an issue or you don't know how to approach or teach something with the developmental
4: no absolutely I think that Scott and I and the other coaches have a very open relationship from a work standpoint as the you know constantly bouncing ideas off each other. I don't think that we ever, I know that I don't uh, like to just make decisions on my own, you know, so just making sure that all the coaches uh, approve of our decisions before (laughs) going forward.
2: Go ahead, Sammy. No, go Go for it. Well, you know what's unique about the situation, and um, I knew it, but it didn't resonate with me until I hear you guys talking. You guys are unique. You have player coaches all across the board for each position. It's a designated tire changer coach who actually Change tires, mm-hmm. man coach, who's actually jacked over the wall, and not just jacked, but at a high level. Sure. Right, you see what I'm saying? Sure. So that is unique to itself, and that that's got to be pretty cool, you sure. know, as far as um, having that type of um, you know representation across your coaching staff. Sure,
4: I think that there's <laughs> credibility involved with our whole staff. I mean, we've all done it, like you said, at the mm-hmm. highest level that there is at some point in time, mm-hmm. and so it, myself included, being continuing to be a player. I like to lead more by example, especially okay. to the younger guys, Absolutely. than rather just talk about it. I'd like to, to show it as well. So, <laughs> so hopefully what, there's some merit in that.
1: What do you think is the toughest part about coaching the younger people? What's the the biggest lesson that you could give them, looking back, if you could do something over again?
4: Mm-hmm. Hey, guys, don't do this.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm putting you on the spot.
4: Oh uh, wow, there's a there's a laundry list <laughs> of, of thing, <laughs> possibilities there. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day. You know I, I try to look at it as there's a lot of development guys that, that we have and other teams have that that probably won't make it uh, and that's the unfortunate thing but at the end of the day if we can impact them just a little bit on how to you know maybe work a little harder or have goals and, and work to achieve them and and just you know all in all just have have a way of going about life even even after pick crew and, mm-hmm. um, you know, if we just touch them a little bit on how to be good people and, and know how to work hard, I think that'll go a long way in whatever they decide to do. If 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 uh, Pickers feel like that's
1: out. very Papa Bear. It wisdom, is. Well, yeah. Did you, you hear know? what he said?
2: He has a lot of guys in the program who probably won't make it, and you you recognize that pretty early on. I would. It's safe to say. You know, I have it's the. It's a
1: competitive I'm, field.
2: Let me ask you this: since I have you guys in the studio, I have the pleasure of going to Central Florida tomorrow, yeah. actually, to yeah. speak with their football team and recruit athletes for NASCAR's D4D Well, D technically combine. today
1: yeah. by the time they watch it.
2: Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I will be in Central Florida recruiting. What are some things that I should be looking for in athletes who want to make that tra- uh, transition to NASCAR or maybe sway them into making that transition? What are some things that I could point out to them? Well, I think the first thing we
3: look for is a good person. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. bottom line. Character, character yes. you know, growth-minded, open-minded, mm-hmm know strong work ethics without the fundamentals the physical doesn't matter they're not going to succeed wow Mm -hmm. that's 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 huge because a lot of people
1: think you know i've got the ability physically it's not
3: just about that right right? and if you're all about yourself it's not going to work in a team environment especially in a small five-man team environment yeah right all right
1: well we've got more with these guys and more wisdom for them to bestow upon us right after this we'll be back with more mrn crew call
5: Chris Crockett, straight from the NASCAR stands, here with another member of our Toyota Racing family, Jason. Hi there. Oh, you seem impatient. Oh, well, I've been holding it in for a while. A while? Since it started. The race? No, the season. Wow. Guess you don't want to miss any action. Nope, I don't. Oh, did you just see Denny Hamlin take the lead? I haven't taken my eyes off him. Jason, you don't look so good. Can I offer you some water? Absolutely not. NASCAR and Toyota Racing. With a family like this, who knows the places we'll go in the playoffs. Learn more at toyotaracing.com. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of the National Association for Stock Car Auto Singing.
2: Clutch Coffee Bar in Mooresville, North Carolina is redefining the drive through coffee game in Race City, USA. The Clutch experience is quick, efficient, and personal. Unmatched customer service is the name of the game. Clutch Coffee Bar offers signature espresso drinks, classic coffees, custom-flavored infused energy drinks, smoothies, and more. With over 25 flavors, there's something for everyone. Visit our two locations in Mooresville, 356 Williamson Road and 154 West Plaza Drive. Open daily, 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. Power up today with Clutch Coffee Bar.
0: This is MRN Crew Call for English Press One. Hello, we're chuffed to the pieces you've dropped by, love. We have more bits and bobs in stores. We chin wag with this lass and laddie, Sammy Joe and Rocco.
1: Welcome back to MRN Crew Call, presented by Hercules Tires and Grunt Style Apparel. I'm Sammy Joe Francis.
2: Ralph Finway is in the house. That's
1: Rocco Williams. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Roush Fenway.
1: Yes, Roush Fenway is taking over our show. They're in here. Giving us all the insider <laughs> scoop. We were talking a little bit about what you look for when you go to, you know, these colleges. Mm-hmm. And it's not all about physicality. It's a lot mm-hmm. mental as well. Say
2: character was one.
1: Character's huge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How much input do you guys have on who you recruit?
2: Uh, I
4: think that... Like I said earlier, as a as a group, as a coaching staff, you know, we talk about each individual recruit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even when we recruit guys and we've had them for a year or two, we're continually evaluating them, how they're progressing, not only from from a performance standpoint, but also how they how they interact with their peers, with their teammates. Um, you know what their work ethic is like? Mm-hmm. Do they show up on time? You know, that's one of the big things uh,
2: for some of these guys. And that can relate uh, to this year, isn't this a busy time recruiting wise for? Aren't y'all thinking about next year? And we're you are in the 2019
3: mode right now, absolutely. Wow. So Even what does though that we haven't finished the year. Well, it's evaluating the uh, individuals we brought into the program this year mm-hmm. and determining uh, who will be back next year and mm-hmm. also recruiting for uh, new positions.
1: How long do you, if, if they're in the program right now, how long would you keep them before deciding we're going to put you on a team or we're going to keep you in this training circuit?
3: I don't believe there's a set time frame for each position. What you we look just go for, case by we we look for in each individual: are they progressing? Are they, mm. you know, incrementally getting improving? Yeah. You know, if 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 they flatline and we put a lot of effort into it and they do as well and we can't see that improvement, those are those tough conversations that you have to have.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it all depends on what our uh, what our needs are as well. You know, mm-hmm. we we help out a lot of other. Teams out there, race teams out there, uh, with our pit crews. So if if there's not a, a demand for more pit crew guys, um, it's just there's no sense in right. continuing to grow our whole our right. whole program. Supply and demand. That's right. Back
2: let's, to the basics. Let's talk about the crews you have now with the six and the seventeen. Let's um let's uh, let's talk about the different personalities of two of those two teams. If you were to describe the six car and compare it to the 17 car? Both of you how you I think one of that? them
1: is going to be biased in this answer. Yeah, Scott, you answer <laughs> first. Oh,
2: no, it's totally different.
0: Scott, to you answer got first. The 6 <laughs>
3: Crew is a younger group. Okay. Uh, they're probably more outwardly enthusiastic than the 17. The really? 17 is a group of veterans, <laughs> and they are... There's something special. He to didn't say out. old. He said veteran. Right, <laughs> Seasons. Age, like a fine wine. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they they're, they do have distinct personalities. There's no doubt about it. So, so are
1: they more reserved? The 17 crew? Oh
3: no, I wouldn't Maybe call them reserved.
1: Hard headed. headed.
2: Talking to my wife. (laughs) 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 Leave me alone. I know how to do this.
3: (laughs) No, I I think if you go and look at the combined years' experience on the seventeen, it's Mm -hmm. a group that's been there and done that, and they continue to do that. On Mm -hmm. the six, it's younger, and they're still finding their way. How is your crew from that standpoint of? Of, of doing it week in and week out. Okay. Right? And that's that's the tough part. The mm-hmm. tough part of the sport is you, I can go do one stop. I can do four stops. Mm-hmm. Can I do, if there's six yeah. stops that day, can I do
2: six stops that day? And can mm-hmm. I do that Consistently. 38 times a year? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right? That's the difference. And yeah. that's a challenge. How have they handled the the kenseth bain swap when that came about? Having your driver switch w- um, in, the, in the middle of the year or, you know, back and uh, forth. I How think they handled that's that? going well. Really?
3: Um, yeah, I, I do. I okay. do. They've... Uh, Matt gets in the box really well, mm-hmm. and and so does Trevor. Uh, both drivers are actually very similar in how they attack the box, so that's been a, a good transition. That's for
2: perfect that. that you say that because we were. I wanted to talk about getting in uh, in and out of the box, and if I can show you your drivers that you have for your team, in your Xfinity series and your cup and your cup teams, we have a graphic up showcasing the sixty car, the six car, the seventeen, and the six. And in the sixty car. You so have, that's
1: Cup Series and Xfinity?
2: Well, we're talking Xfinity first. In the Xfinity okay. Series, on a 60 car, that ride is shared with three drivers, Ty Majeski, Chase Briscoe, and Austin Cendrick. and then you have the 16 with Ryan Reed. Hmm. And then on your Cup Series, of course, as you stated before, you have your Trevor Bain in the 6, and then Matt Kenseth and Ricky Stenhouse share the ride in the... in the um, No, Ricky Stenhouse in the 17, Kenseth and Trevor share the 6. And you... you Talk a little bit of how Trevor and Matt get in the box. How's Ricky get in the box? He's an experienced driver as well? Or?
4: Uh, I think he gets in the box very well. I mean, you know, I've been the jackman for him all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, coming into this season, uh, I was told, you know, he can be uh, a little bit here, a little bit there, depending mm-hmm. on the track. But I, thought, I think he does a very Why very that important? overall.
2: I mention that because that's important to sure. what we do. Why, how so? No, it's trying.
4: very important. I mean, you only have a limited amount of time to, mm-hmm. to to do a pit stop, and if you can anticipate where the driver's going to stop, that gives you an advantage. So, But if you're on your heels constantly and mm-hmm. he's stopping in, in different spots every stop, it's very hard to anticipate. Yeah, and it's keep very behind, hard it's to not coming
1: into the stop at 5 miles per no, hour. Right? I mean, you're flying in hour. there, yeah. so yeah. the consistency really is key. That's right.
2: How about that, right. that 60 Xfinity team having three different drivers in that car you know, what are the differences between those drivers that you hear, uh, that you may be seeing on film as it relates to how they get in the box?
3: Well, I think Brad addressed it a little bit uh, in what he said earlier. On that 60 car, we've got younger drivers, mm-hmm. so the crew is a little bit on their heels. You okay. don't know where the car is going to stop. It's not as consistent versus the 16, Ryan Reed, who is a veteran mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the Xfinity series. He's, he's got
2: that part down.
1: So how do you coach to, to adjust to that, to adapt to that? How do you coach? Let me answer
2: that first. Because, okay. right, ooh, that, that just always <laughs> He's fired He's very angry. That has fired me up when I was pitting over the wall, and it's one of those things that goes unnoticed or underappreciated on what how pit crews react to that. And the drivers, they have a limited amount of time to practice coming in and learning how to come in um, to that pit box. They mm-hmm. might do it at practice a little bit on Fridays, but the younger drivers, you might even have them come out to pit practice and practice there, but it's not the same. So, when you see a slow stop on Pit Road, don't always be so quick to judge the crew members on why. It could be a wheel turn. I feel like you're in your feelings a little bit. It could be the driver is too close to the wall. It could be two inches too far, but that never goes acknowledged. It's just, oh, it's a slow stop. Am I correct? So, I mean, hey, anyways. I get off let my me go box.
1: back to my question of yeah, how do you relax. how do you coach to adapt to that situation because you're right you can you can only practice Fire the driver and have these other okay
2: that's what I would do
1: these other elements come into play <laughs> when you're at the track how do you coach to that
4: well you practice it I mean you have to practice mm-hmm. uh, inconsistencies of a driver so mm-hmm. you, you almost do it on purpose when we practice mm-hmm. just to okay. make sure that guys aren't getting too used to stopping the same spot every time. You know, of course, mm-hmm. you know, in a perfect world, we do that in practice all day, have the same stops, but to do that in practice is almost teasing you, thinking mm-hmm. that that's what's going to happen at right. the race. So so we have to do that in practice. We have to mimic that uh, mm-hmm. variety of different spots, you know, even coming around cars because that's definitely a different look, um, you know, for, for pit crews as, as drivers come into the pit box.
1: Do you think having a competitive personality can work against you for these younger guys? I'm very competitive, and I feel like if that were the case, I would get frustrated. Do you think that can work against you?
4: Uh, I mean, if if you're not competitive in this sport, you're not going to succeed. For but sure. absolutely, it can be a downfall. <laughs> um, it can be destructive. But mm-hmm. that's part of being a good picker guy. You have to be composed. Um, yep. You're going to have bad pit stops, and you're going to get down on or yourself. Or pit crew, but, girl. Yeah. But how – yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but uh, – <laughs> But how you you respond to that, the next pit stop, is what really defines you and what sort of career you're going you yep. okay, so to have. Okay, so to follow up,
1: because we talk a lot about this, about the mental mm-hmm. ability, how do you teach that resilience to go brush it off, you got a next stop?
2: You got it, You have it or you don't. I don't think you can teach why, that.
1: Why are you so salty today? Man, I'm, I'm fired put, up. That's what you're being for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be pepper, you can be salt.
2: Well, I can be some salt. You're a day earlier. You're a day <laughs> earlier today. You'll look for guys who yes, kind of have yeah. that initially right i mean can you really coach that i mean you can moderate it and you can adjust to it well well right. I, I think you have topics. to emphasize it yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we talk about it quite a bit yeah uh, the mental side
3: of uh, what we do because it's so important mm-hmm. yeah uh, you know obviously if you take a look at our 60 car we have three different drivers uh, mm-hmm. brad will tell you he's used to ricky he knows yeah. how ricky's going to nose in he knows yep. when he's going to stop short where that's mm-hmm. probably going to be on the 60s, it's a little bit more challenging because you don't have the same driver mm-hmm. week after week after week. So you're back on your heels. We practice it that way as we talked. The guys have to have organizational awareness of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're developing drivers sure. and understand the big picture that's involved and not get too caught up in the X's and O's of the stopwatch necessarily. Yeah. But uh, the key we focus on, did you go do the fundamentals correctly and control what you could control? And that's the key. We can't control if the tarp comes in too close to the wall, mm-hmm. yep. but we can, can. control... What we do and how we react to it. So
2: we can okay. just get upset about it and vent on crew call yeah. about that's it. Yeah, that's
1: right. We're gonna we're gonna coach him <laughs> back to stability, and we'll be back with more immigrant crew call right after this.
5: Grunt style, the American fighting spirit is in everything we make. We are 500 patriots and veterans strong, bringing clothing manufacturing back to the United States of America. Always moving forward, never retreating, never giving up. We are Grunt Style, and this will defend. Get yours at GruntStyle.com.
0: You're smart, got your own trucking business, making it happen. What if I told you there's a place online where you could connect with other smart owner operators just like you? It's an online community called Team Run Smart, where people share advice on truck maintenance, fuel savings, healthy habits on the road, and so much more, all to make your business more profitable. And it's all free. Visit TeamRunSmart.com today to check it out. You'll be glad you did. TeamRunSmart.com brought to you by Freightliner Trucks. This fall, experience the suspense as heroes clash metal to metal with heartbreak. Get lost in a drama without the predictable ending. No sappy
5: romance, no special effects. Just one adrenaline-filled day where pure speed drives the plot. Coming soon to attract near you. The Hollywood Casino 400 Playoff Elimination Race. Only at Kansas Speedway, October 21st. Tickets at kansasspeedway.com. Rated you for unexpected
0: crew call please deposit 25 cents to be upgraded to more quality programming otherwise hold for sammy joe and rocco
1: welcome back to emma crew call she said hold for more quality programming (laughs) (laughs) they don't like us this is all quality i'm sammy joe francis that's rocco williams we've got scott (coughs) bowen and brad robison in the house now i'm paranoid about saying it wrong (laughs) have you guys been to clutch coffee bar
2: I have. It year. is
1: phenomenal. Yeah. Oh. If you haven't, you need to go. Mm-hmm. And here's why.
2: It's my favorite part of the show. We have the clutch performance of the week, and it goes to the number 10, driven by Eric Amarola. I have the front tire carrier, the jackman, and the fueler. Wow. John Bernal, Brett Morel, Jeremy Howard, the two tire changes won this award two weeks ago right. for their performance. I Given was going to say t- this feels like deja vu. But you know. They won for finishing in the top five in adverse conditions, but to two weeks later actually winning the race, not the, the first win for Eric Amorola, I think five hundred plus races, it's a big deal, a big deal for the sport, a big deal for that team, you know, when you're racing with monsters like I mean, uh, Kevin Harvick and mm-hmm. you know, Clint Boy. You know, I I'm just so happy for Eric Amarola and that pit crew who fought through a lot of adversity all year. Going through pick crew changes and just able to maintain... So
1: essentially what we're saying is the whole crew is clutch.
2: Now they are. They are clutch. He's making
1: it rain-free coffee cards all over you guys.
2: They're going to the second round or the third round, whatever round. They're going to the next round of the playoffs, and that is big for that team. I'm very excited for those guys, and um, I will find you on the slaw cam and hand you your clutch vouchers. It's late in the season,
1: so you'll need coffee from Clutch Coffee Bar.
2: I'll come see you. I'll come find you. We'll get some pumpkin coffee.
1: That is frightening. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I'll come find you. All
1: right, guys, it is late in the season mm-hmm. going into the last couple races of the playoffs. Yep. What are we
2: thinking?
3: You know, we're taking this last five and challenging our guys to finish out the year strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not taking it as if, well, we're just going to, you know, ride yeah. this wave out. So, Absolutely. You know, we're taking an aggressive approach and, and want to finish on a high note.
4: hmm well, I talked to, you know, we've talked before about development, you know, me coaching development crews, mm-hmm. uh, and I always tell those guys, your first impression is what gets you the mm-hmm. job. Your last impression is what keeps you a job. So this oh. is an opportunity for all, like of, all of our crews from, from bottom all the way to the top to give a really good last impression on this season and uh, and, and create momentum in the next year.
1: Absolutely. All right, well, let's create some momentum for our MRN coverage. (laughs) Poll qualifying will be Friday at 7 p.m. And then we've got the Xfinity Series, the Kansas Lottery 300. That's Saturday at 2.30. And on Sunday, we've got the Cup Series, Hollywood Casino 400. And that coverage starts at 1.30. Kansas. What do you think of Kansas?
2: I like Kansas.
1: No, this this is no longer a week off.
2: (laughs) These stops are back up to pace. Yes, it is. No, I like Kansas. Right? Yeah. It's uh, cars are pitiful usually. Nine what are you thinking? As as going into war, going into battle, putting on your fire suit.
4: Man, I'm looking to, to transition from speedway racing to, yeah. to, uh, to regular racing now. Um, Actually, going, going to a mile and a half and, and really battling it out. Uh, mm-hmm. Pick crews definitely matter there. Yep. Um, you know We're going to be called upon several Yay. times over the course yes. of the race, and, uh, and I feel good about it. That's awesome.
1: That's, that's his focus face. <laughs> that's what we call that. I yeah. like it. All right, we'll be rooting for you, all of the Roush Fenway peeps. Yes. For the Cat in the Hat. Anyways, we'll have more and crew call next week. Please join us, and we'll see if you guys become our Clutch Coffee Performer of the Week.
4: Thank you very much. All
1: right, we'll see you next week.
4: Thank you.
2: The best.